KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy as we talk jobless claims, we talk housing, and more. Our guest is economist David Fiorenza. Check it out. So let's start with jobless claims and some really good news. For last week, we're talking 187,000 jobless claims, uh, a great number, much lower than expected. And we are now at a place... This is the lowest jobless claims level since, I think, uh, September of 1969. So, I mean, we're talking the, the presidency of Richard Nixon, the first term of Richard Nixon. Uh, but this is really, really good news. It really is. I mean, to decrease 28,000 from the week before and to be really below 200,000 is really good. I was thinking more, Matt, along the lines of September 1969, getting over the fact that Woodstock was over more so, <laughs> more so Richard Nixon. But anyway, that's a, uh, you're right in that regard. And overall, people, less people are collecting benefits in general over a four week span and over a, uh, we are half, almost full employment. We're on all cylinders at this point. And it's really remarkable. I mean, these numbers, I think, are remarkable under any circumstances, but we are still technically in a pandemic. And we are, you know, it was two years ago that we were worried that life as we know it was going to come to an end. That's right. I thought unemployment was going to stay high in the teens, 10%, 12%, 14%. Now, there are areas of the economy that aren't doing well, and there are areas such as uh Women not going back to work, as we talked about, because of child care and other issues of that nature and people retiring early. That's why you don't see the labor force participation rate skyrocketing. Um, but I think all in all, it's pretty good. There's a few other quirks that we're going to talk about. Uh, we are seeing the Fed. We talked about the rate increase Last week, uh, people are already looking ahead to a next increase, which I guess their next meeting in May is what people are looking at. And I've read some things that it could be a, a half a point instead of the quarter a point, which we've kind of uh, gotten used to whenever the, the rare times there has been a rate, rate, rate raise over the last several years. It's been a quarter of a point. Do you think we could see that? I think we could. I I do know that automakers, computer companies are telling uh, all of us that people are still craving computers. They're still craving new cars, even if gas prices do go up, even if, if um, you know, there's lots of competition out there in the market for computers. So I think the Fed is saying, uh-oh, we didn't slow the economy down as quickly as we wanted to. We still see inflation. But look, it's only been one, one month that they've raise the rate. Let's wait a little bit longer and see what happens. I will say this is that um, if they do raise rates a half a percent, it could take a bigger chunk out of the housing market. And speaking of the housing market, there was uh, some interesting information on that front. Pending home sales uh, fell, I think it was 4.1% uh, February from January kind of give us what falls into the the um, under the umbrella of a pending home sale and what do you make of this uh, this data well a couple of things jump out at me first of all uh, i'm looking at the fact that average prices have jumped a lot in the past year ever since the government has been keeping statistics on the average price of a home uh, new home sales 
will rebound this year. And the pending sales, a lot of it has to do with the people wondering, are we going to have enough money? Do we have to put more money down? Will we have to have that PMI insurance if we don't put enough money down? Will we be able to afford the taxes and the homeowner's insurance? So you have a lot of things pending out there. Talking to a few realtors, some that I know very well, uh, they said business is still brisk. But it has slowed a little bit just because of what the markets have seen with the Fed raising the rate. So people pull back a little bit. But I think it's going to rebound, even if we get that half a percent increase. What are you seeing on the inflation front? Are we still seeing the, the levels that uh, we've gotten used to the last few months? Are you seeing anything that indicates maybe it might be subsiding even a little bit? Well, I'm seeing a couple of things that people are still spending. Um, the fact that 2019, 20, and 21 were, were years that we can't go back to and look at what happened in such as the tourism and travel industry. Back in 2019, pre-pandemic, people were spending 2200 a year on leisure activities, uh, travel. Uh, pandemic comes, they're spending less than 800 People still have pent-up demand. Another thing I'm seeing is that oil prices have come down over 11%. In the last six days, you and I talked about that. We talked about the fact that oil, a barrel of oil was as high as $124. Now it's around $110. I also see the fact that people are ready to get out. Summertime is coming. Uh, they want to go out and travel again. They want to do all the things that they didn't do the last two years. Durable goods fell, first decline in five months, a little over 2%. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, economists were expecting a drop of 1%. And as I have always said, and I even said it this week when I was giving a talk, uh, one or two months does not make a trend. Let's see what happens two or three months, and then I'll get nervous. So one month is not is not that bad to go down. I still think business investment is still very robust. In the past year, it's been very good. I don't see companies cutting back on employment. I mean, people are working uh, because we're almost at full employment. I still see companies looking at the fact that, well, maybe we'll look to have more efficiencies, economies of scale through IT and other types of, of things such as computers and, and going that route. But I think durable goods is going to pick up. The one problem is Supply chain, it's still out there. We're not getting those microchips and all the other chips that we need for our automobiles and our computers. And people want want that. They're still craving new cars. I want to talk a little bit, Go kind of go back to the Fed, because I find it interesting that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of the two mandates of the Fed are full employment, or try to get the full employment, but also control inflation. And... It really, that is a sweet spot where you, you want to try to do one without hurting the other. That is really a difficult wire to walk, isn't it? It is. And then let me throw in the third thing, which makes it a triangle, is interest rates. I know the Fed does not want to have what happened in 1979, 80, 81, 82, when interest rates were double digits. Mortgages were 16%. Uh, 18%. Oh, sure, the money market funds like Vanguard, they were paying 20% if you were a saver, but it wasn't good if you were a first-time home buyer. So they're also taking a look at that. Uh, I always said to my students, what would I rather have, high inflation and low unemployment, or would I rather have low inflation or high unemployment? Well, I, I think at this point, I'd rather have people working. 
They're happier. Their confidence is better. Now, I'm not saying I want 10% inflation. You and I talked about that. I still think by the end of this year, 2022, that inflation is going to calm down if Jerome Powell sticks to his guns and increases interest rates little by little. Don't make seven or eight interest rate increases. That's a lot. You don't want to squeeze the economy to the point where it comes to a screeching halt. NCAA tournament continues. Uh, those Villanova Wildcats winning again as we're taping this on Friday last night. Uh, the, the tournament is obviously big business, uh, but it's big business going in multiple different directions on many levels, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I did see some of the figures that came out from the city of Philadelphia saying that this weekend, the games that are being played at the Wells Fargo Center will have an impact of $12 million. I think they're being very conservative. They may just be looking at Philadelphia proper, but you take a look at if the, some of the teams are still in it, such as St. Peter's and Villanova being the tri-state area, you're going to see the tri-state area having all kinds of, of, of buzz at all the bars, the restaurants, uh, buying the merchandise, uh, hotel rooms, all all those kinds of things. Even people traveling down to the casinos. I'm hearing that there's brisk business this weekend because the weather broke. Plus, people want to celebrate a little bit, no matter who the teams are. Even though as we start getting close into the final four, uh, the good thing about the NCAA tournaments, the men's and women's tournaments, it's in four different quadrants throughout the United States: East, West, North, and Central, whatever the, the case may be. Compared to one Super Bowl game. So we have a month of economic activity. That's the beauty of the NCAA if you look at it from an economic standpoint. And do you think it hurts production as much as uh, every year we'll get press releases about so much is being lost because people worrying about their brackets and all? Do you, do you think we lose uh, as much as a lot of people say? Well, I I don't think we lose that much. I think we lose more when people look at YouTube all day <laughs> at their desks as opposed to uh, – and once their team is out of the tournament, uh, they're back to maybe looking at what other team is going to be professional, such as uh, baseball and other kinds of things. So the NCAAs, uh, it's been a good thing, I think, throughout the years. I think it's great. Uh, and that's finally seen women get notoriety over the years and, and gaining in speed, which I think is great, too, as well. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 